Jennifer Bolgenzimbi had been pals for a while. They must have worked close to 30 jobs together. They were practically girlfriends. Zimbi wasn't up for any of that, though. She was a loner through and through. You could always tell when Zimbi was in a room because it was the only spot no one would look. Zimbi scared people. Furbolg liked that. She respected that. But also, deep down, if she really went looking for the truth, she knew what she'd find. Zimbi scared her too. This is one of the hands, and it is clearly one of Pansera's hands. Oh. It is freshly killed hand. Super cute. Um, <laughs> great. It's got a couple of her rings on it. It's got her like like purplish henna tattoo thing. Now I'm very angry. This is actually how you knew about the, the tattoos that you can do magic on. The, um, it's like a it's like a multi-leveled spider web pattern on the back of her hand. Oh. And when she would touch it, it would let her do some some uh, spider-like power. Hmm. Well, now I'm ultra angry, so I'm just going to take this halfling out in the coldest of blood. Okay, we don't even need to roll. You just fucking stick that sickle's point right through its throat, and it is done. Yeah. So uh, uh, you hear a cute tiny warhorn going off across the way. A cute tiny warhorn. Yeah, back at the the you think the group of halflings that you just came from, where Furbolg beheaded one on the way out. You think back there is where the horn noise is coming from. It's about seventy feet away. I'm going to try as quickly as I can to pick up all of our stuff, or at least as much of our stuff as I can, and then run. Okay, that's in the center ring of rocks. So you, Mm -hmm. as you run to that, you hear noise coming from the, the defensive position where people shot at you, and that one guy hurt his hand um, to the, we'll just call it to the south. Mm Mm-hmm. To the west of camp is where you hear the war horn, and you're on the east of camp, basically. So as you run the 20 feet to get into the center circle, you don't see the three halflings that were by the rock. Like, maybe they've gone back behind it. From where you are, you can't see the two that that had been attacking Furbolg, either. Hmm. And you're grabbing all the gear. Yeah. And then I'm bailing. Okay, so it'll take you one round to get all the essentials, two to grab all the the luxuries, maybe like just whatever random stuff your team might have. Maybe it's got value, but you don't know what value it is. I'm just going to grab the essentials. Okay. You grab the essentials. You're ready to go. And then you hear a really weird noise. <laughs> and the rock... The rock to the west where um, that that first hand spear was, 
the spear has fallen over and the rock itself is rising up out of the earth and all the earth and shit like sand and pebbles are rolling away and you see it's coming out and it's basically this big hunchbacked humanoid torso thing that then produces like rocky stubby arms and rocky stubby legs and almost like pushes itself out of the rock and then you see a little spear like kind of just poking up behind the big rock that that had been on the ground that is now just on the back of this creature and um, you hear words and stuff and you see a little faint green light from back there um you don't see any other halflings behind this rock as it rises up out of the earth. But you do hear the three to the south like go, ooh, like they're all excited. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to just outrun it. Since it's a big boy, I'm going to try to just run and run faster than it is. Okay, nice. So you're running just straight for the cave mouth. Right as you go, one of the, the halflings that fled when they realized their friend had been poisoned just comes flying out from the darkness and uh, attacks you in the back. Would you have been holding your armor? Yeah. Your, your three hides. So I'll, let's use one more hold to keep that up. And then... Uh, so yeah, this fucking sword just fucking comes right through your armor and into the into your back and just bends on your skin and like breaks and there's this huge nasty noise and the sword gets stuck in your mail and the halfling goes like rolling around and scrambling to its feet. Do you want to engage it or just take off? Just take off. Okay, so you are rumbling. You are encumbered because you have all this gear. So I'm going to say, unless you want to drop a weapon or something, it's going to take you longer to get out. But you're really tall compared to halflings, so you could probably outrun the halflings, but you're not sure about this big creature. I'm banking on it being so big that that I run faster than it just because it's kind of lumbering and giant. Hell yeah. Okay, so you are running, and uh, you hear Simbi and Furbolg like shouting at you from off in the distance. And you look off to your left; the other moon is rising up, and it looks all big and beautiful and shit. And then off to the right, there's the little one, like like faintly shining. And your friends are sort of off in that direction. And as you come to the mouth of the cave wall, you you almost feel like, oh, I think we made it. And then an arrow comes flying out of the darkness to your right, and the creature comes roaring out of the cave, like going real fast and coming right on top of you. So, arrow. Sorry, I got to shuffle again. Do you have a weapon in your hands, or are you just carrying gear? Yeah, I still have that sickle. Okay. So, you've got like a bunch of bags over one arm and like your sickle poking out from it. Uh, this arrow goes sailing over your head. Uh, the, the rock creature is running super fast. It's not quite to you, but it is like, it's running. And then it's also like letting its knuckles scrape on the ground. It's just tearing up the ground as they like bounce off of it. So, uh, you think if one of those arms hits you, it, it might do a little damage. 
and it's bouncing up and down. It's really cartoony. You see the tip of that spear like kind of bobbing up and down behind the rock. Oh, I guess let's do a a, a, fr- a fear check. I think you're... I think Merrigan is immune to fear, but I don't know about Seraph. Let's do a presence... Uh, I don't know what that would be. I, let's do a rare presence and brawn check. I get two successes. Hell yeah. So you are not uh, overly frightened. Let's see how Zimby and uh, Furbolg do. Oh, God. They both jokered. <laughs> oh, my God. They're not going to help you. <laughs> Come on, ladies. They get real quiet all of a sudden. You hear them like like whispering to each other, Oh my God, what is that thing? What are you going to do? It's your turn. Oh, Jesus. It's really rocky ground. If you run on this, because it's like a, like a shale slope down to a, a sort of a flatter valley floor type area. And then from there, it's a straight shot to the water. And that's where your, your targets are are on an island in the river. I'm going to try to use my whip to trip this big thing. Oh, shit. Okay. Are you going to stand your ground at the top of the slide, or are you going to, like, try to make progress down the slide? Um. Or you could go sideways along the edge and stay on flat ground. Um, I will go a little bit down the hill if I can. and. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, if you whip this thing, you can even use some of the downward momentum. Yeah. So I'll give you a plus one on your melee and your brawn. Okay. No, actually, let's call this a melee wit. Okay. Because you're not trying to hurt him, right? You're trying to yank him. Well, also hurt him. Like, I'm trying to trip him so that he will fall and get hurt. Right, but you're not, like, trying to use the whip to hurt no, his yeah, face yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so wit and melee. Oh, and another arrow comes flying out of the darkness. Yeah, of course. <laughs> It hits you, but does no damage. I get five successes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's fucking badass. This thing tumbles down onto one knee. You can see the spear like waggling back and forth. And like it looks like somebody's tossing glitter up into the air that like then turns green and lights up. As if they're like having to do all this shit to like command this creature. And as it falls to one knee, the creature just kind of wobbles its whole like torso head thing as if like it's it's suddenly realized that it's free. And you hear the halfling up behind the rock like shouting in its language, like complaining like something's wrong. And then the creature, instead of attacking you, just tries to hunker down and not roll down the hill. It easily does that. And and it starts like rooting around so that the rocks just start flying around and like going every which way as if it's trying to shake the person off that's on it. <laughs> Are they distracted? Can I like bail? <laughs> uh, one of the halflings, you see one halfling with a, a spear just goes flying sideways off the thing. And uh, one of the rocks that gets kicked up just lands on his head. (gasps) And he goes still. He's like squished between a bunch of rocks. But nobody else falls off it. uh, And that's the end of their turns. 
Rip. Oh, but it is pretty close to you. I'm going to make you do a do something to avoid getting hit by the rocks. Do you have any idea how you tr- like? Would you just take it because you've got all this badass hide? Um, maybe use a dodge. Okay, cool. Yeah, you use a dodge. So all the, you're just like shucking and jiving with your whip in your hand, and yeah, so you've got it down on one knee, and it's just like shaking around, but it doesn't. Um, it hasn't shaken off your whip. Yeah, I'm gonna try to dodge. Oh, you do. You just use a point of dodge. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Agility plus wit minus two. Or I uh, or I can say you uh, like release the whip and then you can like roll and actually do a flip to to avoid. Oh no, that's that's fine. I'll just use my dodge. Okay, cool. So yeah, down one dodge, which would have all come back as well. Right. Yeah. So session. I've got one f of three used. Nice. Okay, it's your turn again. You still hear Furbolg and Zimby kind of whisper shouting for you to come join them farther down and off to the right. Um, yeah, I like to do that. Okay, so you release the whip and then and then run yeah. in their direction. Or um, can I try to like trip it up a little bit more and then release? So the whip like or... yank and then release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, so you'll just do a regular move. Are you going to go super slow and careful, or are you going to like do an athletics check to uh, get there faster? I'll do an athletics check to get there faster. Okay, cool. So let's do your melee attack. We'll do uh, agility melee, and you're trying to yank it down completely? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to just go full brawn and like use your weight to like twist it? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, cool. So you just like fucking giant half work, lean down. You use all the like bags and shit to put extra weight into it. So give yourself a uh, brawn melee plus one for all the gear. Um, three successes. That's awesome. Are you still taking the the extra for being uninjured? I'm not uninjured. Oh, you're not. Mm. Uh, like injured is a if you take one third of your oh. health. Oh. But you've only but you're only down two, right? Yeah, you're right. So I got how many did I say before? Three? I got four. So you should have been getting an extra card every time. That's all right. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's a little it's because you think of injured as like, oh, I just took one damage, but it's it's uh it's a third. I see. Oh, I'm gonna say you'll need to use that last bit of hold to either keep your hide going. Or uh, let it go and have one more, one other thing for this turn. What do you mean one other thing? I'm confused. Like uh, you could boost another attribute or skill. Oh, no, I'll keep my armor. Okay, you keep your armor. Okay. So, yeah, you fucking whip the shit out of this thing. Did you say four or five successes? Four. Four, okay. So I'm going to let it do its thing. Um, it completely rolls onto its side. You release the thing and it just like crunched, comes down on its side. And whoever was holding the spear and throwing the, the, the glitter just goes rumbling off to one side. Uh, they are tumbling. Let's see how they do on their, uh, athletics roll. Oh, shit. 
Okay, so uh, Glitter Priest goes flying off to one side. So even though the creature like manages to hunker down and like not roll, the priest just goes tumbling down the rocks, down the slide, bouncing on its head like 17 times. Nice. There's just fucking gore flying up every time it rolls. Uh, the rock monster is not controlled by anyone now. Rock monster does what it wants. Rock monster is free, and rock monster should spare me because I've freed it. <laughs> well, you definitely released the whip from its leg, so that's good. Um, but it might be upset that you made it fall down. But I freed it. There you go. There you go. The The priest's fancy spear and various bits of gear are out on the rocks if you wanted to go get anything. Mm, I'm going to not go next to that big rock boy, and I'm just going to leave. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the Another halfling tumbled off the other side. They also had a spear, which goes flying, and uh, and they land on some rocks, but he seems to come out of it okay. And then you hear all kinds of screams and shouts coming from, from all the other hiding places. <laughs> Good. Furbolg and Zimby are like, come on, let's go. Oh, I'm going. Okay. Uh, are you going to be a careful walker or are you going to do an athletics check? I'm going to do an athletics check. Okay, give us athletics agility. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six successes. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking amazing. All right. You are just running like this giant person with all these bags, like just bounding over rocks and you get to their position. And um, would you stop or would you just have them run after? No, we're still going. We're not stopping. We're not stopping (laughs) until we get away. (laughs) And uh, they will attempt to follow you. At that level. Oh, god damn it, Zimby. Should we pull Joker again? <laughs> Furbolg is right beside you with her sword <laughs> and her shield and her top knots swirling all over the place. And uh, she's like, the blood crafters, those sons of bitches, with all their evil magic. They're terrible shots. How many shots did they miss at you? And then she realizes you're full of arrows and she's like, whoa. You've been shot like six times. I'm fine. You know that? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and then behind you, you hear Zimby like collapse and like panting and heaving. Can I <laughs> Can I pick her up too? Uh, yeah, you stop and go back and uh, you realize the, the, the creature has stood up. It notices you. So as you turn and you start to go back up the slide, you see that it's staring right at you, almost as if it's like trying to decide if you're a threat. Would you keep going back up? I'm just going to run. You have to go back up towards it to get to Zimby. Do you you still Mm want to do that? I'm going to yell to Zimby. Do you think you can get, get down? Okay, she's like, yeah, I'm just tired. Okay, take it slow, buddy. <laughs> and she's like, hey, toss me my weapon. I do so. Okay, you toss it under the rocks. She grabs it and like 
uh, wipes off the blade and puts it away and then starts hunkering down towards you. The, the creature does not engage with you. And let's see if those halflings fuck up. <laughs> okay, they managed not to get slaughtered by their own creation. Um, really so for funny, the next uh, for the next twenty minutes or so, you guys work your way down to the level ground, and you uh, you work your way through this riparian forest to this uh, this wide ass multi channeled river with all these little flat islands, and you catch sight of a um, a pretty well built man, kind of silhouetted against the moonlight working sort of half underwater with he's got uh he's got just a, a rough spun tunic uh he's he's bald um might be shaved dark skin and uh, he looks back at you he's like i don't know the distance of i don't know how how far you can see in moonlight maybe 150 feet 200 feet something like that mm-hmm. just on the edge of the river doing some kind of work with logs or or sticks maybe he's fishing you're not sure um well now that we're like at the base of this mount like this hill or whatever i'm gonna have oh and 20 minutes passed so you can tell me like what you guys would talk about or what you do or whatever on the way to the river oh well just as soon as we like get to a place where we can like stop for a sec i'm gonna give everybody their armor and like make sure everybody's like good and have all their things that they need i mean aside from obviously like the things that i left behind so sorry about that but yeah no that's good sorry i, I rushed forward oh you're fine uh Ferbal gives you this look as you are handing out the gear because some of it is panzeras and she gives you this like long look as you as you look at panzeras gear and uh and you know that she saw the foot. We should maybe bury this, do you think? She gives you a look like like she kind of gives a quick shake of the head, like like let's not talk about it. You don't think Zimbi knows uh the significance of the hands and foot were. I'm gonna not tell her. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> so yeah, later I guess you whisper to Furbolg like, should we bury this? And and she's like, What's the point? She has a brother back in um what's it town. I'll 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 try to get some of this stuff back to her. Sounds good. Okay, so she uh she pulls out there is uh like gold and silver and shit if you guys want to split it up amongst you. Yeah. There's uh, a weird magical bracelet. There's a, a like a diamond pendant in a in one of those like jewelry type boxes. There's scrolls and a spell book, extra robes, extra boots, rope, shit like that. I'm just gonna wrap it up in like a in my pack and just keep it or give it to Furbolg to give to her family. Okay. So she keeps all the personal stuff, but she's like, she's like this bracelet and pendant. It's just treasure. Like, do you want to hold on to it? Because you're the boss. Sure. When it comes to treasure, so yeah. So yeah, write down a uh, like a brilliant diamond pendant. It's like diamond. It's like tons of diamonds on it, and like a big 
beautifully cut diamond. You don't know how she could have something this expensive unless it's like magically created. Perhaps. But it sure looks real to you and you've seen a lot of a lot of jewels. Or at least Merrigan has. And then there's the what did I say the other thing? Oh, the golden bracelet is covered with runes like mm-hmm. in multiple different hands as if it's been like continuously ensorcelled. Who knows what all could be on it. Ooh, I'm just going to put it away. <laughs> but you do have this insight, which is wearable items seem to transfer between worlds. Ooh. So if you wanted to risk it, you could maybe wear one of these and then it might travel with you. You're not sure. And you find a scrap of paper, which was uh, Pansera was always drawing little maps of places where you were and there was one like all the way down in the bottom of her bag which uh was like folded up and then forgotten about and it you see it shows the cave mouth it shows uh, a high spire kind of up above the cave and off to the west and it shows the approach to the river and it shows the bend that you guys are at and it even shows the campsite that you had selected and you think relevant to where you've been that it actually is like photo accurate. Oh. And it's in her hand. So it's almost as if she was she had pre-scouted this area or had done some kind of, uh, what's the word, clairvoyance or um, somebody. But it's not like somebody gave her a map of this place and said camp here. Sure. It's like it's something she drew. Hmm. And there's some words in a a sort of arcane language on the bottom right that you don't know how to read. Huh. Well, I'm going to just put that in my pocket. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so the next 20 minutes you you range through this. uh, It's like kind of a wet forest, basically, like all deciduous trees and scrubs and like water flowing between patches of land and and uh you see people have put logs for you to walk over where it's too wet Mm -hmm. and uh do you guys talk about anything as you walk through the forest no i don't think so do you follow the path that that is clearly drawn for you by this weird scrap of paper yeah okay nice and you get to the place where she said you should camp and it's like a perfectly like pre pre uh, built and like cared for campsite that like they must get a lot of travelers and so it's like there's a broom it's been swept there's a, a fire pit that's all like the ashes are, are put away or whatever you know however you do that mm-hmm. it's maintained and um, there's like fishing poles up against a tree it's a whole thing Feeding trough for horses, if you had any. Right. There's a little well type thing. They might they might keep a cistern for rainwater. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can see right down to the river, and that's where you see this fella in the in the late moonlight, just kind of gleaming and glistening. His torso's all all wet and muscly. <laughs> um. Zimby and Furbolg give you these looks like, 
Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you want to go talk to him? Okay. Let's just go ahead and head down there because we have to go down there anyway, right? Okay. Zimby like like messes with her hair a little bit and like uh, kind of zhuzhes her cloak and, <laughs> and uh, gets her outfit all all straight. Furbolg is giving her this look and like giving you this look that's like, could you believe this chick? And uh, Furbolg says, I'm fine here. I'll get the fire going. Are you going to go with Zimby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys are walking towards the guy, and she says, do you know anything about these people, these river folk? Um, no, do you? Most of them are peaceful. Some of them, uh, some of them are, are uh, refugees, escapees, you know, slaves, changelings. Mm-hmm. I guess they could be dangerous if they knew why we were here. We don't exactly look like... Uh, Normal travelers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's just uh, do our best to um, not let them know why we're here, huh? Okay. She slides her, like, nasty killing knife, like, on a sheath behind her back under her cloak and um, takes off a glove and, like, wipes her forehead as if she's just a weary traveler. But it gets a little smudge of dirt along her forehead, and you realize that she's trying to get into, like, character. And she brushes a little of her hair out of her eye. Let's just let him know we were in a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let him know they attacked us and we just barely got out of it alive. We all look beat to shit, so it shouldn't be super hard. Okay, as you guys cover the distance, you're about maybe 75 feet away. And he just puts up his hand kind of in a like a hi, how you doing gesture. Good morning. I wave back. Hi. What do you say in this weird world where everybody's just up at night? Instead of good morning, um, I think it's I think it's kind of transferred to good evening because I mean we don't I don't know. So it's a big good evening wave, but he he mm-hmm. seems pretty stoic and he nods or whatever. And at this distance, you can tell that he's like incredibly handsome and lean and like built or whatever. He's got the the V, you know, to the uh, oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. to the hips or whatever. So he's insanely V shaped in his torso, yeah. Yeah, and he's just glistening and and beautiful. I'm gonna like nudge Zimby. <laughs> Zimby like is having trouble breathing, and then she like <laughs> pats your stomach for you to stop, and she walks out to clear the distance some more. So she's about like thirty feet away from him, and she uh, slides off her hood, and she says, "Well met, stranger." And he nods, but he doesn't take his eyes off of you. And he gives you this like long look, like, but not hostile, just kind of regarding. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this guy is is uh is like criminally handsome. It's too much. <laughs> it's wrong. Settle down, guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, uh, good evening. Okay, he he nods, and Zimby says, uh, I am Zimby. And this is my friend Merrigan. He just says loud enough for you to hear clearly. He says, I know who you are. And he's staring right at you. And his voice is all like sonorous and like warm. It's like uh, young Morgan Freeman. Mm, uh Uh-huh. And uh, he's just like gleaming. But it's like dark and he's silhouetted. And you can just see the, the 
wet line of moonlight around his, his arms and shoulders. And he says, Merrigan, or should I say, Seraph. And then you hear faint footsteps as people start walking out from behind trees and coming like on all sides. Basically, they were like dryads hiding in trees, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And they're just coming out. And it's like a goddamn tent revival worth of people coming out of the darkness in these like homespun robes and like head wraps and some are holding babies. There's like children. And it's just this like semicircle of humanity. I'm assuming that Zimby is like trying to like getting defensive about being encircled by people. And I'm just going to kind of motion for her to like. Zimby went into combat mode as soon as she realized what was happening and like spun out cloak floating back. Like she's about to pull out her sickle. I'm just putting my hand on her shoulder and just shaking my head They're They don't want to hurt us. Probably. Okay, you hear Furbolg like squeal from back up at the cabin where she was like, Uh-oh. or the campsite where she was trying to start a fire. Um, so it's about 100 feet away, I guess, at this point. Do you want to say anything to her? Like squeal as in like she's being hurt or? That's kind of sometimes how she reacts when she gets surprised. Oh, okay. <gasps> she lets out a squeal and then she goes into full murder mode. I just call to her, Furbolg, it's okay. Just come down and join us. What? There's people everywhere. We're surrounded. Yes, I know. And you see like 50 or 60 just walking silently towards y'all. No weapons. And in many, many eyes, you see yourself as if like you're surrounded by family. Furball, just come down and join us. It's okay. The man comes out of the water. He sets aside his like fishing net or or whatever gear, and he uh, reaches down. That you realize a, a black post was, or what you thought was just like a black post on the shore. Turns out it's a staff, and he reaches for it as he comes out of the water, and it floats up out of the muck, and then the tip lights up, and it's got all these runes like in a spiral down it, and they all kind of faintly light up silver. And he takes it in hand and he walks towards you. And uh, he kind of hands it off to a woman that, that, that joins him at your position. And he, he walks right by Zimby. And he comes up to you and he reaches out with one hand as he lets go of the staff and uh, puts it around your shoulder to like bring you in for an embrace. I... I let him. He pulls you in and even though you're like a foot taller than him, like you just kind of melt into his embrace and he smells like uh, just like this type of wood that you only smelled as a child or whatever. Like it's it's like coming home into a person mm-hmm. and he's warm and his and his lips on your neck like he's. He's, everything is soft and sweet. Okay. I'm. How did you. Give me a flip. Okay. I'm going to need a wit and 
investigation flip. One success. Do you want to add any drive or hero points? This is, you're basically trying to find out if you can prevent something from happening. It happens very quickly. Sure, I will use a hero point. Do I, that's two cards? That gives you two more cards. Two more cards. Okay, one more success, so two. And did you add the one from being uninjured? I did. Okay. That's two. Do you want to use any drive? Um. Yeah, I'll use one. Okay, you need one more. What'd you get? One more. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, so mark that. Mark that down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see Zimby spin out like she was kind of doing a turn away from the guy when she was like frightened by all the people. Mm-hmm. She pivots off of the left foot and keeps turning out, so she gets a little distance, and then her sickle comes out from under her left arm she's lifting up her left arm and the cloak around it so that the sickle sweeps up under it and is going to take your new friend right in the kidney unless you can somehow stop it um can i catch the sickle you are hugging this dude basically you would have to grab the blade yeah, I still like, I still have like or put your body in in the way. Don't I still have like my crazy armor or did that melt? I think it's been what's it it's been a few rounds. I think it I think it's worn off. It's worn off. But okay. I I will let you I will let you do another flip for that if you want to just get in the way of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. And you still have that one point of armor. So give me a Brawn melee flip plus one for being uninjured. I got three successes. Oh, that's right. You're making a magic check. You got three successes, so you have three. Are you just going to give yourself three hide again? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you get your fucking giant skin on, and this fucking blade works in and clips you just above the back of your right hip, and... It does break the skin, and then she goes flying. The rest of her spin, she loses her footing and just goes flying away from you, and her sickle clattering against the muck as she goes. But you definitely see a, a like a dot of poison go flying through the air, or at least some oil, something, some dark liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just turned to her and I said I told you to hold her eye she looks back up at you and her eyes are just all business and she's not a sadist like she's not smiling or laughing or whatever but you can tell like somebody paid her to kill one or more of these changelings oh I'm sure oh and by the way as you're pulling your new friend around you see the brand on his uh by his collarbone that is the same as yours same family owned you oh my god but anyway uh you are you trying to talk to zimby yes 
Okay. And are you trying to like intimidate her? Are you trying to persuade her? What are you doing? I'm trying to intimidate her. Nice. Okay. What is your leverage? Um. Because you can tell it's money that she's after or, or you know, why do bandits do what they do? Well, then in that case, can I just like stop hugging this dude and can I go pick up her sickle and just like bear it oh, out she her? has it she still has it in her hand it was oh i thought it flew i thought it flew out of her hand no just a drop of uh goo she still got a hold on it okay i well, mean it- you don't know how strong a hold you maybe could like put your foot on her ank- on her wrist and take it you're not sure well i'm just gonna i'm gonna point my crossbow at her and walk over to her and stand over her hell yeah okay so we'll we'll do a firearms check but we'll We'll say it's getting a good point before she can uh, roll out. So mm-hmm. uh, do a agility firearms. I like that you and Zimby are kind of um, Merrigan. Your your memories of Merrigan would know this, but you and Zimby are like frenemies. You're like you, you're constantly getting paired up with each other, and you're like your skills are complementary. Mm-hmm. And you're both, even though you're always higher status, like she is, uh, e- you're equally matched. Sure. And uh, and she uses poison, so it's not fair. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. I got four successes. Oh, by the way, you're going to be minus one. You're minus one to all mental functions right now because of uh, the halfling poison. And then now you're minus one to any physical actions. From this poison. Okay. So take off the last card of whatever you did. Okay. I still got three successes. Okay. Nice. Um, you and you are trying to level your weapon at Zimby. Mm-hmm. Zimby doesn't move. She looks up at you. She's just completely still. You can see her like starting to formulate an argument what do you say to her, or do you just point your crossbow? I'm going to point my crossbow at her and say, look, I don't know who paid you, but I'll give you two choices. You can leave here with your life, or you can die here. I feel like I'm going to have to do a um, wit check for her to like decide to do the right thing. Okay. She keeps her composure. Zimby has a very bad temper and does not like being dominated or uh, what's the word? I don't know. Exploited or like controlled in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, manipulated. So she is using extreme like levels of meditative calm to like deal with these feelings. And uh, she says, they have to die. Merrigan. They have to die. And you realize that she's using her real voice. Like she she gives everyone like a kind of Michael Jackson voice, you know. But when she gets this like real full on like killer dark voice, you know that there's more going on here than just money. She grabs at her pentagram like amulet around her uh, throat and she disappears. Well, shit. The woman who grabbed the staff leans down a a bit and looks at your back and she says, 
you're bleeding. Are you hurt? And the the guy like is is trying to encourage you to get down to your uh, to a seat so they can look at your wounds. Um, at this point, at this point, I was just like trying to stay up for bravado's sake, but I've been poisoned a couple times, so um, I probably just fall over. <laughs> okay, give me a brawn and survival flip. I got three successes, but I also got a joker. <laughs> okay, they easily like bring you down to to uh, one cheek onto the muck, but as you're sliding down, all the gear just like clunks and slops down, makes a bunch of noise, and Furbolg is like, "No!" Because it looks to her, from her position that you and Zimby just got like destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and like Zimby's disappeared and like and they're both like holding on to you and the staff is lighting up the whole thing. Can I can I try to like tell Furbolg that I'm okay? Furbolg can can't yell? see in the dark, right? So she she just sees like y'all going down and uh she is immediately swinging her sword at somebody. You can yell at her though. Can I yeah, I want to yell at her. Okay, what do you yell? I'm going to I'm going to say Furbolg it's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't hurt anybody. Please just come down here. Uh, one of the people gets a sword through their collarbone, chest, and Ooh. almost out through the other side of the belly. And then Furbolg kicks it, uh, kicks the person down, and yanks the sword back up so she doesn't fully cut them in, into two pieces. Yeah, but they're definitely dead. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then the people scream and start running in all directions. Oh my god! Um, your two new friends and a bunch of other people like form this protective ring around you, and you see them like a bunch of others are like beating the ground trying to find the invisible Zimbi. Um, give me a wit investigation flip. Uh, two successes. <laughs> the only two cards I drew. <laughs> Hell yeah. You see going down towards the water like the grass is being mussed in a clear roll. Like she she split two groups of people and is like rolling down towards where you first saw the man. Furbolg or Zimby? No, Zimby. The invisible Zimby. You could see her like form appearing oh in God. the grass. Um, shit. <laughs> Can I try to shoot her with my crossbow? Oh, okay. hell yeah. I'm going to try. Hell yeah, you'll be minus you'll be minus two, minus three cards altogether from whatever your uh it'll be agility and firearms. Mm-hmm. I get two successes. Okay. And don't you have battle time? Bullet time. Oh, that's right. It's uh but we could do that if you want. Um so you get extra successes on your crossbow shot. Sure. It'll offset some of these minuses here. So do your bullet time. I think it's it's firearms and presence. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and your minus one because it's an intellectual yeah, poison, <laughs> whatever that mm -hmm. is. <laughs> pain. Um, I get an, pain. an extra success. 
Um, so you got one success. So three total successes. Three successes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you definitely hit. And uh, Zimby takes a bolt in the side. You hear the cloak rip and ripple, and you see her appear at the edge of the water, like near the like fish pen and stuff, and and like appear flashing in the moonlight, and then whoosh, she goes under the water, and the hood whoosh, like slides down behind her with like a faint splash, but your bolt was definitely stuck in her as she goes under. Good. Okay. Uh, give me a bronze survival check. I got three successes. Hell yeah. So you feel the poison like coursing through you and it's making it hard to like think and like maintain your balance and stuff, but you're keeping it together. The man is touching like the areas where you're wounded and like examining the arrows and stuff. And the woman is holding the staff and she's, she puts her hand like on one side of your neck and holds the side of your head and your neck as if like like a mother regarding her child. And she's of indeterminate age. You realize both her and the man could be 30, they could be 50. They're just like knows? beautiful, well-preserved, dark-skinned, glistening people. Glistening. Yeah. Shiny. It looks like they must do all sorts of work out here in the wet, mossy water at night, collecting mussels or whatever. You're not sure, but mm-hmm. so there's a lot of water. And, and you see fireflies like between the groups of people and stuff. But they seem completely unconcerned that Furbolg just cut a person in half. Oh. Um, like their only, their only concern is for you, it seems. Oh. Um. Okay. You do hear some of the other people shouting and like talking to each other in a language you don't understand. So they're clearly like trying to deal with it, but you don't think they want to hurt Furbolg. Okay. I'm just going to uh I'm just going to ask the the guy, the man to get Furbolg down here with me. Okay. He shouts up, he says something like uh you see Furbolg just like calm and like drop her sword and her shield and she just looks like hurt and sad and like remorseful and the people come to her and like touch her all gently and lead her down towards you. And somebody grabs her sword and somebody grabs her shield and like mm-hmm. other people are picking up your gear and stuff and and they bring it all to you. And uh, and she sits down next to you and she looks all like bummed out. I reach over and like put my hand in her or put to like take her hand in mine. I know that my hand is like 10 times as big as hers, but <laughs> she's got very large hands. Think of her as like a miniature giant. <laughs> I thought she was a halfling. She is, but that's the the shape. That's oh, the vibe. Okay. okay. The miniature giant. Yeah. So I I just take her hand and I tell her it's going to be fine. She says I I killed one of them. 
They're harmless. They, they don't even have weapons. I, I just killed him. He's a boy. Why did I do that? And they're like patting her on the back, trying to comfort her. <laughs> sweet. They're so good. The War for the Tower is a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. Holy shit. Wow. Hello. 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 <laughs> I had the wrong headphones on there for a second. Furbolg took watch as she was in pain and wouldn't be able to sleep. Merigrin had dark dreams, including other changelings. And Walter. Man, what a douche, though. So, yeah, I don't I don't see anything about Panzera coming back. Oh, did she just, like, die in the sunlight, or what happened to her? I guess we'll find out. I think she abandoned your team <laughs> to their Oh, she fate. just, like, straight up left. I think that's what happened. <laughs> wow, fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to... Do that if that's not what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like that would. Oh yeah, no, I got you. Uh, maybe I should just flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Did she come back? One no? through five, she waits for you. Six through ten, she goes away. Whoops. <laughs> Did she bail? <laughs> you you still hear you still hear Furbro. Fur, damn it! You still hear Furbolg. And he says, shut up, Fulberg. <laughs> Fulberg, shut up, Furbolg. Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings. <laughs>